Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 209. I am Joe Dubs. Hey, I'm Andy. It is no laughing matter. That's your name? It's no laughing matter? Say yes. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be ending uh, the evolution of Dracula. That was Zach's theme with Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's right. This is the last Dracula they ever made. Yes. It, it may as well be. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the movie, guys, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? I'll go first. Um, I've been, I read a manga, uh, Blood on the Tracks, uh, just a quick description of what happened. There's an overprotected helicopter mother that loves her son. Uh, something happens. Uh, they go on a hiking trip and sh- something happens with the mother. She's all crazy. She loves to look at butterflies and a murder happens. I won't spoil it. Um, go read it. It's really good. Um, movie wise, I watched it. Or TV-wise, I should say. I watched the show Echoes on Netflix with my dad. About two twins who keep on changing, uh, you know, their lifestyles. One lives in L.A., the other one lives in the country. And one goes missing, and there's a big conspiracy about it. So far, it seems like a chick flick at, at in the beginning. Ended up being some mystery. So I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Interesting. Liked it. Video game-wise, um... Nothing really. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I. I Can you play Scrim. Scrim. Skyrim. 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 Yeah, Skyrim. I. I never played that game before. Uh, decided to play it because I was thinking about doing Elder Scrolls Online. Then I'm like, wait, maybe I should play Skyrim first before I dive into an MMO. And I just like Skyrim better. <laughs> yeah, just play Skyrim. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. I didn't get too far. I just wanted to, you know, do the beginning because you, you you escape the dragon and then you go into like this dungeon and shit and then there's spiders kind of like giving you like the t- tutorial and stuff. Uh, and now they just throw me out into the world and I'm just like, I found this hunter that came out of nowhere. I walked up while she was hunting a fucking wolf and she started shooting me like a bitch and I killed her and I took everything she had. Goodbye, bitch. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm having fun. Um, I just need a world that I could just dive in because gaming today is just retarded. And I'm not going to count NHL because that game pisses me off. I almost like, well, I can't take the CD out because there's no CD. Um, it's digital. I almost deleted it from my Xbox because I was so mad. Uh, and yet you, you won't talk to your friends while you play it. Oh, I was streaming that time. I know. I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you were streaming and you were listening to music and like mumble singing along with it. We yeah. were playing Forza. I said, "Dubs is streaming." I was sitting, but uh, an invite. I watched it appear on your screen and you reacted none at all. And I said, "Son of a bitch!" I thought we were friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lizard. We're all grouped up playing video games, and you're like, "I'm gonna play this game." I hate. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you don't have to play, play Forza, it. but you could come in and chit chat. Come on. To be fair, to be fair, I was in a bad mood, and I know you're probably gonna be like, "When are you not in a bad mood, Dubs?" I was in a super bad mood that I just wanted to like chill, and my bad. But uh, that's all I uh, did really. Uh, the manga was cool, Skyrim was cool, and that TV show. Andy, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Well, I played Forza, but. 
that's not news anymore. Uh, for some reason, I started playing Pokemon Legends Arceus again. I don't know. I was just like in a weird Pokemon mood, and I, I might complete the Pokedex, I think. Because now that they have Pokemon Home, you can move all your Pokemon from the games to the future. And my ultimate goal has always been to try to complete the National Pokedex, which is like almost a thousand Pokemon, so that's like impossible. But I, don't know, I started playing it for fun. Um, I watched the movies. I uh, watched uh, Meander. It's like a... I mean, it's a French movie, but there's still a little dialogue. It doesn't really matter. And they speak English for more than half of it anyway, so it doesn't, it doesn't seem French. I, I don't know. Some some French chick gets abducted by aliens, and they put her in the tubes, and the tubes have traps in it. It's, it's a weird movie. I don't really recommend it. It's weird. Uh, it's French. It, yeah, it's oh, French. Yes. I mean, it, it doesn't seem French. Like, the whole time we were watching it, I was like, is this a French movie? Is this a a low budget American movie? What is this? Because it's it's some of the effects I'll admit are pretty cool considering it's very clearly a low budget movie, but the story itself is just kinda like not there. Um I started a long time ago and finally finished the Sea Beast on Netflix. Uh same problem. It's gorgeous. The animation's great, the character design is great, the story, eh, I just don't care. The story sucked. Um I watched uh I w- I had um Keanu Reeves on the mind after <laughs> watching this week's movie. And I was watching a YouTube video kind of about Keanu Reeves, kind of about Cyberpunk 2077. And the guy mentioned uh, the movie Dangerous um, Liaisons from 1988. And it's got Keanu Reeves in it. And it takes place in, like, France in the 18th century or something. It's got uh, John Malkovich and Glenn Close and Michelle Pfeiffer and Uma Thurman in it. I was like, oh, I like all those people. I'll check this out. Um, It's kind of boring. (laughs) I, I don't. It, the ending is really satisfying because of the way some of the main characters get fucked over, and uh, Keanu Reeves is barely in it, which sucks. Uh, Uma Thurman's boobs are in it though; that's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's kind of kind of just a boring movie. Um, and I watched The Golden Child. You guys ever see that movie, the Eddie Murphy movie? No. Oh. Movie's fucking badass. It's crazy. Yeah, you talking about the kung fu movie kind of like he has sort of. It's like it starts. Like the, yeah, the, the, the kid. It's basically the kid's the Dalai Lama, but they don't call him that. But he's like a magic Dalai Lama, and he can like bring stuff back to life and like levitate. The stuff. super Dalai Lama, and he's kidnapped by like a uh, dollar store Jeremy Irons, and <laughs> he's like a demon in disguise. He's working with a demon or something like that, and they want to bring about the end of days basically like bad times and they kidnap him and um th- that's all in nepal and then some like um nepali N- nepalese woman goes to eddie murphy because he like finds lost children because for some reason they brought the child to la and eddie murphy is like you know he's like oh, this is ridiculous it's all just stupid magic bullshit it turns out all the magic bullshit is real and like he fights a demon and there's like magic and he has this weird dream where there's demons there and his girlfriend's like tied to a wall and uh, the movie's crazy. It is so good though. It made me want to play D and D. It's hilarious. There's like a, so many cool fights in it, cool set pieces. It's ex- I think it's my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Like hands down, it's it's excellent. <laughs> but that's it. I watched all those. Uh, Golden Child was great. Everything else was. Uh... Yeah. Oh. I, for- I forgot to mention, I'm not going to go deep into it. There's many of fucking YouTube videos if you want to, like, melt over. Uh, She-Hulk was fucking terrible. Um, yeah, I watched it the first episode. Um, go watch their fucking... Uh, watch the good reviews, watch the bad reviews, but there's mostly bad reviews. Chaz, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, 
kind of like Andy. For, playing Forza is not really news anymore. Um, I'm still doing that. Although, I'm still trying to get that Eliminator accolade where... You've been playing Eliminator like crazy. I'm just I'm trying to get those damn accolades so I can be done with it. It's it's weird. It's like I don't like it, but I can't stop trying just to finish it. It's like that hill that I have to get across. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's specifically trying to do the challenge where you win the eliminator, but you can only do it by doing head to head driving. You can't stop and pick up the rare things. That's usually how people win. So basically, it's like you have to win by by not no luck on this end. Um, so really the best way to try to win is like you find someone that has a way higher level car than you and challenge them right away with the shitty beetle and then just get really lucky plus perfect driving to get that one and then from there go. And I've got second twice. And <laughs> I'm very upset with that. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, I've not really played anything else. I've not really had time uh, doing a lot of you know, real world stuff. Uh, I guess non-video game related, but still gaming related. Someone uh, gave me a little bit of the, the itch to to mess with some other forms of cardboard crack. And my daughter and I have been watching the original Pokemon animated series, so I bought back into some Pokemon cards. Disgusting. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm an awful human being. I, uh, might have, I might have bought a bunch of cards this week. You a monster. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, these uh these V and V Max cards and V Star and all they look crazy. Yeah, like, they're the just beautiful are, now. Like I love them. It's just like over the top crazy, like ah it's like the company or the fake company that made Power Thirst made Pokemon cards. Ah. Yeah, but uh I got I, I managed to random pack a couple really expensive cards in this newest set. Uh I got the the Mew V Max and uh the Inteleon V Max. Which I guess apparently, well, Inteleon I don't think is played, but apparently the Mew VMAX card is like one of the best cards in, in current like standard sets. World Championships just happened this weekend, and like that's the that that's the big card, and then Arceus VMAX is the other big card, which I have one of those. That's super expensive. Yeah, I hate you guys see. because now I got the fucking itch, and I want to buy a couple of ba- boxes. It's fun. Don't uh, you know? Don't go crazy. Like the way I did it, it was just like I was picking up groceries. They sell Pokemon cards at Walmart. They have like these little packs with two cards in it. It was like seven or eight bucks. I said, hey, talking, I'll pick some. Mm. I'm like yeah. the only one that doesn't care. Yeah, well, and I, I, I'm like pulled multiple ways because I've got I've got uh, nephews and now my daughter who really are into Pokemon and my nephew specifically is really into the cards. So that's kind of cool. But also uh, Evie's, I think she likes them, but she's too young to understand it. But she'll have them later. Sure. So. Kind of, I've just found ways to justify it. I will say this: this stuff is way cheaper than magic. So this is like me coming off of heroin and being like, I need something else, and someone's like, here, just take cigarettes. It, <laughs> like it's way less of like the like the damage done. I mean, it's still like not great, but oh, no. So Pokemon cards are suboxone, is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, did, I didn't want to use that reference because. Uh, that just makes it feel like I'm using it to fix between the other. I'm, I'm not using Suboxone, uh, be, or I'm not using Pokemon to get over magic because I'm still doing that. So while I'm doing my heroin, I'm also smoking a cigarette. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like sometimes you got to shoot up, but you need a little bit of extra buzz to get that needle through. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, no, no the real games. I really haven't watched much of anything else either. My wife and I started season three of... Uh, Umbrella Academy, first few episodes we watched so far. That show is just that show is weird. 
I don't have much else to say about it. We talk finish what we have so far and go from there, but it just gets weird. And then I'm like, can this get weirder? And then it keeps getting weirder. But there's some like charm to like this dysfunctional group trying to like find a way to function in some way. But other than that, it's yeah, just very odd. I uh, uh, kind of off topic a little bit, but on topic because of Pokemon. That Pokemon movie with, with Mewtwo, god damn it, that's fucking like depressing. Like that's <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite Pokemon movies out there. Oh, the original one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you mean the one that's that made like, just, every eleven year old child cry in theaters? Yeah. yeah I, I just uh, I just dug out my old VHS of that the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to get to that point. Like we're I think uh we just finished the part of the animated series where they just got off of the SSN or St. Anne and the Big Island and they're about to go off to the fourth gym. He's got he's got Squirtle, Charmander and uh in Bulbasaur too, and he oh he just let Butterfree go. Sorry that that just happened. Which oh, that's like in the series that's like one of the saddest episodes. That's like rated as one of like the saddest episodes in all of anime. Which okay, I kind of get it. Like it's there a little bit, but not exactly the same as you know like some of the other classic episodes of anime where people die. But you know whatever. Uh, Have you ever heard about how uh, like two hundred and fifty episodes later he runs into Butterfree again? Nope, I did not know that. That's I saw a clip of it, like, on, I don't know, fucking Kotaku or or something. One Like, it was, like, episode something of the Pokemon series. Butterfree comes back, and I was like, what? I watched it. And sure enough, like, they're in an episode where they're somewhere, and there's a bunch of Butterfrees, and a Butterfree comes up to him, and he recognizes it, and it recognizes him. And it's just like, you know, you have to have watched freaking 300 episodes of this goddamn show, and there's a payoff. It's just weird. <laughs> like hey there buddy how are you no it's it's really really interesting but uh but yeah what i find funny is uh they like they don't tie this too much to it but just like a couple episodes just prior to him letting butterfree go he tries to trade butterfree for eradicate because some guy oh yeah on the ssan yeah i had the vhs of that one as a kid so i watched it more than anything yeah so like he gets him back but like he's like oh i miss butterfree i shouldn't have traded i was hype on trade and it's i regret it so he gets the guy to trade him back and whatever. But mm. then, like, just a couple episodes later, he's like, all right, Butterfree, Butterfree, it's okay. You can go. Go get some Tang. Because the reason he leaves is he wants to go off with the pink girl Butterfree. Yeah, pink, pink Butterfree. Shiny Butterfree, probably. Shiny, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked it up yet to see if that's actually Shiny Butterfree. I, I mean, Shinies shiny. didn't exist yet, but... Yeah. Well, funny enough, I don't think Shiny Butterfree looks like that. So no, yeah, that, I don't That Butterfree so is extra shiny, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway... Uh, Eventually, I want to get to the point where we can watch the Pokemon movie together, but she's clearly not old enough to get all that, but we'll see how that goes. Coming this fall, Pokecast. Pokecast. That's not bad. Oh, yeah, that, that means the new um, Pokemon game is coming out soon, too, November. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you wanted to grow faster, you could use some human growth form- hormone and kind of speed that process along. Yeah, I thought about doing that, just wrapping it up in a, in a wrapper and calling it a rare candy. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, it. <laughs> steroids. Uh, I mean, if people want to act like Pokemon's not any more than just like just anime dog fighting, I mean, they they literally have items where you just juice your Pokemon so you rip people apart. Let's see. There we go. Protein. Uh, Zach, what the hell you've been watching? Uh, unless Chaz, you have anything else? Nah. All right, Zach, you're up. What the hell you've been watching, playing, or doing? Steroids. 
Tony uh, Broca's been juicing. I haven't been doing steroids yet. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I've been uh, yeah, I played more than everybody else, and then uh, I've been playing Metal Gear Two still. Um, I'm about to fight the helicopter because it did all the complicated shit before that. It took a little bit of time, mm-hmm. um, like following the green beret and fucking t- the the dumb tap code thing. That, oh god, I... bizarrely not. It's like it's funny because I looked that up and I was like, what the how the hell? You can just find the the codec and it, it it that's it. You don't have to fucking go through some rigmarole. But it's funny because in some people's manuals, depending on like what region you're in, they put that information in the manual, and it's like not in North America for some reason. Oh. <laughs> but, but yeah, people. still, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, Europe's full of white people too, <laughs> but they got the information and we didn't. Yeah, they're different though. Eastern white people. Um. <laughs> uh, what else have I done? I finished that Wolverine book, um, finally, and it wasn't as good as the other two. And I think the common denominator there is just uh, lack of oh, oh my god, I'm brain farting on his name now. Chris Claremont, the the writer, the original writer. Uh, he's just a he's just a mile and a half better than fucking Peter David, who who's known he's no name. He's mostly known for writing Hulk, I think, among some other things. But nah, it's not the same. Plus, that inker, I explained that inker uh, business, uh, kind of ruined John Bushima's art a little. <laughs> um, now I moved on to reading some of my crowdfunded books I've gotten in. I just got uh, Jawbreakers Grand Bazaar about three or four weeks ago from uh, Richard C. Meyer, or formerly known as Diversity in Comics, now known as Comics Matter with your boy Zach. Represent. <laughs> represent. <laughs> I was about um, to say, like, isn't his name your boy Zach? And then, like, oh, you just yeah, I tell, I tell every fucking video, he's like, hi, everyone, it's your boy Zach. That's not his name. His name's Richard Meyer. But it's because of a meme <laughs> that came from him reviewing an X-Men comic where this kid who was, like, in the X-Men kept making vlogs, and he's like, hi, everyone, it's your boy Zach. <laughs> and it, like, became a meme of, of his, like, on the channel for a while, and it's never went away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cyberfrog um, is good, by the way. I actually got uh, Cyberfrog. It's it's good. The original Cyberfrog? No, no, no. The 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 recent one that just came out. What, honey? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the last one. The new one that's coming out, Wrecked Planet. Uh, he just did a second chance campaign for that. If you missed it and didn't get it, mm-hmm. I've been uh, like I, reading a little bit, but it wasn't during this week, so. Cyberfrog, Cyberfrog is like uh, I don't know how to describe that. It's kind of like Ninja Turtles, but like more extreme and it's mostly for the art not necessarily the story mm-hmm. the art's ridiculous like the intricacy like the stuff he does like holy shit but like uh no like everybody's been saying all oh, grand bazaars it, it takes place in the timelines before like the other two stories he just did it's kind of like the origin how all the jawbreakers meet up and what the jawbreakers are is imagine if gi joe had superpowers okay and it, it was more adult oriented there you go <laughs> but um yeah i just started it though the art's great uh i'm just now kind of scratching the surface on it like 25 pages in but yeah i'll give an update on that later uh it's pretty much been it for me other than watching wrestling shit uh uh and there's some news i'll get into later with that that's all yeah 
Um, uh, if anybody sees Miz, by the way, please contact the uh, police. He's That's been... my news. <laughs> <laughs> the Miz got kidnapped last night on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a joint effort, too. Because clearly there are other people that were there for distraction and stuff. I think De- so I think Dexter Lumis threatened that guy's life, and that's why he was complicit. You know, that's the OG kidnapper. <laughs> he, he kidnapped him, and then said, "You're gonna pretend to kidnap him, or I'll kidnap you again." It was just like such an old school moment, though. It's like he, he, he it was there was a misdirection, and then there's like a weird security guard standing there, like in riot gear, and it's like people are like, "Oh shit!" They all realize all at once, and everybody's like. Oh my god, it's him! He takes all the shit off, and then everybody like blows their stack. It, it's like, ah, oh, it's perfect. It's just like twenty five years ago. Good job, Dex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, yeah. but before we get into kidnappings, uh, let's get into Bram Stoker's Dracula. So, yes. I'm gonna give my opinion really quickly. Now, keep in mind, I'm really biased. I don't care for vampires, and I don't care for Dracula at all. But man. It was a struggle for me to watch this movie, and I don't know why. I don't know why either. What's yeah. wrong with you? Um, this is. There was so much moaning. Like I'm not like. It was to the point. Where I'm like, am I watching porn? Like, <laughs> that's your problem with it. Like, it's no, not no, like no, no. It's no. not the weird, open-ended, abstract nature that it's presented <laughs> in. It's that too many women moaned. It. Well, the moaning was, like, fucking terrible. Like, someone was hurting, like, uh-huh. I, I thought they were, like, having, like, they were coming every time they were, uh, like, dying. Do you know that? I mean. But. Yeah. I it sounded like that, that meme, that four out of ten, too many HMs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another thing that bothered me, um, the dialogue a little bit, because I think this is early Keanu, so, like, he's still, like, Bill and Ted- just with like an English accent. Whoa. Yeah. Like, whoa, man. <laughs> Dracula, dude. And like, and he was doing his old, uh, you know, British accent. Now, well, why? All right, let's, let's start there because that's usually when people talk about this movie, that this, that's one of the first things they say. They're like, whoa, Keanu Reeves said he's awful. <laughs> and look, when I watched this movie, I wanted to do the like found again. Like, the, I saw this movie once and I didn't really care for it that much. I was like, oh, okay, whatever it is. Okay, movie. And I wanted to watch it this time and like get it and be like, oh man, Keanu Reeves actually is good in this movie, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and listen, I, I it's it's not that I'm like, oh, he needs to be amazing. I knew it's early in his career. Like, even like today, he's not the best actor, but he's he has be- a very specific range. Yeah, so like I understand that. Then you have Wyona, uh, Wyona Ryder in there. Um, best known for Beetlejuice and then Stranger Things, uh, because she's the mom. Um, I don't, and listen, Dracula as Gary Oldman, love Gary Oldman. I, I, I respect that they went with a different route of look, uh, where instead. Oh, he looks awesome. The whole movie. Everyone always talks about how great Gary Oldman is, but how fucking good is Anthony Hopkins in this movie? Yes. Oh, shit. He steals every scene. He is so fucking good in this movie. Yes. I mean, the cast in this movie is just stacked. 
Yeah, I, I, I was like, what the fuck? Carrie Yule is in this movie? Tom <laughs> <laughs> Waits is Renfield? Get out of town. <laughs> Austin! 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 Is like the overbearing, like I understand it was written in the beginning, like the love of his life fucking just prematurely suicided herself because she thought Dracula was gone. Uh, and like he fell in love with Mina, and I, I just fucking hated how long the love story between Dracula and Mina was. Uh, and then I got really annoyed, and I know it was written in the way that it was supposed to that like Mina just fucking turns a gun on fucking Keanu. I'm just like, let her fucking go. Let her die. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I was getting annoyed, but maybe it was written in a way where I should be annoyed at Mina. Kind of like a heel in wrestling. And I don't know. Like, it just didn't click with me. It was more of a personal thing. I like other movies that we watch compared to uh, Bram Stoker. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have a lot of debate uh, of where my ranking is. Uh, yeah. I wish I, I really wish uh, the rankings were in the doc early on because I really wanted to see because I saw yours as I was putting mine in and uh, we should we should set aside some time to debate. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can jump in there real quick while we're talking about things. He sounds like he's going to continue bitching about the movie. So no, no, uh, I got some time. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to double back. I want to double back a little bit. Um, uh, I don't think. Uh, Keanu Reeves is even the only one who does this thing where it doesn't seem like he's settled on an accent. Oh. There's a few other there's a few other characters. Um the guy who plays the doctor also kind of does this sure. thing where it's like it seems like they're doing an accent and then in a couple scenes it's like not quite as much of the accent. Well, I was going to like message you guys, but I was a, like I was in a mood where I just like I don't want to get made fun of, of what I'm about to say in the fucking Facebook chat. So I was like, is this supposed to be, like, comedy? Like, is this, like, a comedic Dracula in some way? Uh, oh. and, I d and I think it's just the acting, like, of the accent. I tell you what the answer is. The answer was, it's like Gary Oldman, yeah, it's hilar especially hilarious when he's in scenes with Keanu Reeves, and it's like, Jesus Christ, there's, like, a gulf between those two. <laughs> Poor Keanu is just, like, trying his best to keep He's up. just starting out. <laughs> and, like, really. This is probably, like, his first, like, is this like his first real serious big budget role, really? Well, when... uh, no, he had done uh, Bill and Ted and the sequel, and he'd done Point Break at this point. I said serious big budget role. Point Break. <laughs> point Break. That was that was what his. Was after this? What about Mo Speed? Johnny Mnemonic. This came out <laughs> after. Speed is ninety four. It's after. Yeah. Say point Break is before this, sir. Right? Yeah, Point Break's before the Point Break's a big movie. That's, that's a major film. Yeah, it's Patrick it's like Swayze. Nineties film. I suppose I don't think the budget's comparable, but okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, though, yeah, it's still real early in his career, and it's just like, and Winona Ryder, I think, is fine, but <laughs> people people like pick on her too a little bit. Yeah, um, she 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 was bearable, well, but she was not great. I mean, how much of that is her? You're not liking her character, and how much of that's her performance? Yeah. Uh, yeah. more of her performance than her actual character. Uh, she just gets typecast as the the whole crazy bug eyed lady that steals shoes. Like that's just like she she, she did it, and then she I mean she is, but that's just like it, that 
And my eyes, right. my eyes kept on fucking up because I was like, "Is that Natalie Portman?" No, that's Wyona Ryder. What the fuck? <laughs> right. They Francis Ford Coppola wouldn't have had them in his movie. They got forced on him basically by the studio. It, it was it was like a concession he kind of had to make. So like, All right, young, popular, pretty people or something. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, they would have been somebody else if it was up to him. Yeah, like Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit probably would have been in that movie. You mean redacted? Redacted. Uh, but anyhow, um, yeah, I don't know. Where do you guys want to take this? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know who wants to take it first because I'm really interested to to uh, to bully redacted dubs. Yeah, there's you know it's kind of it's kind of fair that he had some actors forced upon him because he forced his daughter upon the world with godfather part three so fucking i guess but <laughs> i was see that movie a long time but it was funny because i i had when i watched that movie i didn't have any idea of that reputation that it had godfather three with his daughter in it and shit. yeah I'm like when it finished i was just like everybody hates her i'm like why no, <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's not that. Bad. I mean, people act like if she wasn't in that movie, it would be a masterpiece like the first two. No, it has a lot of other problems. I think we could all settle the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it and turned out she was a pretty good director. So whatever. Hey, yeah, it, it balanced out. I don't know. Like what I like. It's interesting because it's like, it's, with the exception of maybe the first two movies we watched, the other two take some liberties with the story, and this one take kind of tackles it from another whole angle. Yeah, this one manages to be more faithful to the original script while also tacking on a bunch of new nonsense. Yeah. By the way, who is your favorite suitor, and why is it Quincy? Because he's the fucking best. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, just a random-ass Texan. Full whip. I love that when, when like, Amina and Lucy was like, who's that? He's just like, that's a Texan. <laughs> <laughs> Watch like, this <laughs> foreign creature. Yeah, and it's so big. It's got that Bowie knife. I, 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 I chuckle at that part every time. I can't help it. It's so big. Look, it pulls out a giant knife. I'm like, ah, you got me. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, but God damn it, yeah. I talked about it in the chat. I'm like, the opening scene of this movie is so fucking amazing. I love all that shit. I love the way it's shot. I love like when he's like getting ready for battle. He walks out there. And it's like you see the outside. It's like twilight. There's like guys fighting in shadows. And people are fucking dying and shit. It's awesome. It's metal. Yeah, it's very metal. <laughs> but it lasted too long. Is that what you said, Dubs? No, no. no. I, I, I actually that. Actually, I think that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Was the beginning. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Dracula is wearing this weird armor, but I dig it. But uh. Fucking killing people and shit, but then uh, like <laughs> I chuckled. Ferris and barbarian invaders. Yeah, I chuckled. Yeah. I chuckled the part where like he's telling the story, but my uh, my lover thought I was dead, and she just jumped into the river. I'm like, wow, what a dumb bitch. <laughs> like could could have just waited, but I, I understand they were they were setting up for whatever this Mina story. I just didn't fucking care for it. That's just me. Again, personally. I- I'll go, I'll go against the flow on this one and say I do not like the design of that armor. I think it looks stupid. It looks it, it's weird and impossible, but yeah. it, 
at the like, same time, it's very eye-catching. Like, I, I'm all, I've always been waiting for someone to be like, well, actually, it's based on blah, blah, blah from Romania in this century. No, blah, 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 no, blah. it's not based on anything. Yeah, it's, it's, based it's on definitely... Something, it's based on something a Japanese lady made that made all the costumes in this movie. It looks like muscles. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I, ironically, like, the, what they're trying to do with that, or at least I think this is what they were trying to do, is they're trying to give more relevance and, and uh, context to the character Dracula is, is loosely based off of by the Impaler in terms of the historical context. So that's like a neat take because they're actually, they're not just going with the route of, Oh, I'm just writing this, this fiction. Uh, but they're actually trying to like have some historical background that it ties to, which is yeah. really cool. Um, but again, I mean, it takes liberties on where it goes with that. But that's still really cool. I mean, the thing is, is that the setting at the beginning of this is it's not subtle. It very quickly shows you what this, this movie is going to be and and just in the same way that it shows how how the, the book or the, the playwright later on those renditions they're not really i mean again it's easy to jump to dracula being a horror but it's not dracula's a romantic tragedy that's the whole point it's just it, there's a darker concept to it but this man's forsaken uh everything else around him because he's a man of god and he renounced you know, god he renounced god because he was betrayed uh or he felt betrayed because and he stabbed a cross, and then blood came out. Yeah, that's that. Fucking... Yeah, that, that's like uh like that just legit looks like right ripped right out of like a late '80s metal. Like he- Hellraiser, Hellraiser. That reminds Hellraiser. me. Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah Hellraiser is a good ref- a reference or, or point uh, to compare it to. Yeah, it's just it. It's like nonsensical. It's like ah, he stabbed the and betrayed the the, the eye of God. <laughs> it's it's weird, but. Um, I also really liked the fact that he's like, oh, I defended God for all this. God's gonna let my wife die. Fuck God. And God's just like there immediately to like to like go with the curse or whatever. Yeah, he's like, fine then, fuck you. And he pisses like, blood I, I all over. I realize God is, is omnipotent and everything, but it, like, geez. That <laughs> was pretty immediate. Call God out. God God showed up. God's like, who's talking about me in, the, in this fucking castle? Yeah, fuck was, you. That was You're a not very dead. immediate... It was a very immediate, like, fuck around and find out type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you, caught, you caught God and stab his cross in the eye. Yeah, you went covered in blood and turned into a fucking monster. Um, but that that's the other thing, too, is, like, classically, when you think of Dracula, when you think of vampires anyway, they, it, again, these things are still symbolized in the movie, but it's to show how shallow they are in comparison. Um, him a hot pretentious take now, like, okay, vampires have that whole, like, sexy vibe, there's the control part of it, they're so powerful, they're immortal. They have all these different powers. The fact that he has all these things, he doesn't care about all, any of it at all because he is hollow inside and he cannot die. Like that's the whole thing. It's like they don't. The thing is about being a vampire is you're immortal. You can be killed, but you're immortal. But you also have this eternal craving to find something to make you whole. Like mm. it's effectively being given like an eternal representation of like massive depression. He seemed to be uh, enjoying himself pretty well in his, his own castle, though. Did he though? Did he? Oh yeah, the part where all his concubines. So. No, no, uh, no. That was pure, that was pure enjoyment. When when the concubines uh, got him, he was like, "Hey, get quit that!" And he was like, "You know what? Here's a baby." And then he saw how freaked I out a baby home from from fucking Pan Express. Here you I go. forgot that happened. By the way, holy shit, that's, that's fucked up. And that was that was like his exact reaction with my reaction. He saw Jonathan Harker freaking out about that. He's like, "It's yeah. great." Yeah, watching those women eat, eat a newborn, uh, that, that that hits a little different when 
when you watch it 15 years later and you're dead. I was like, oh shit, that's bad. Uh, but I mean, it is what it is. But no, I, I definitely think that's shallow. Like that's just shallow. He's just I'm trolling. I'm, I'm trolling. I, I know you are, but it, it, it's fine. I, I I really think that like that. That's the whole thing. It's easy to get lost in the spectacle of all the power and things that are there. But really, again, it's a curse. That's the whole thing. This is actually a curse. Just how we were talking about God. For so say, he he felt forsaken by God, and then even after that, when he, he called him out and renounced him, he was cursed with all this. He doesn't want this. He wants to be reunited with his love. That's the whole thing. It wasn't just that she killed herself. He sees it like God made made her do that. It, and I don't know if that makes any sense at all, Dubs. My, my plan is to twist your arm in this because we, no, we couldn't be on the opposite end of this. But God, but, the way he looks at it is perceived is that God has all this um, presence and power over everyone. So God is the one that led her to kill herself, knowing that she would be damned eternally and he would never be able to be with her. So what you're telling me is God is a fucking, he did a heel turn. If you ever read the Bible, God is an asshole. And yeah. if, that, if people want to talk talk about that, go and read the book of Job and tell me the person. If just tell me if that doesn't tell you that God's not an asshole in some way. Sorry, take that how you want for religious context. But but yeah, God's kind of an <laughs> asshole. Uh, God's definitely an asshole here. By the so. way, by the way, off topic but on topic. Uh, every time I hear about Job in the Bible, I always think of Job from Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> and I put Job into the the Bible like that. <laughs> Which I know that's funny that you say that, but there's I think that's also the reason his name is Job. But that's that's the same thing. Yeah. It fits the character of endurance or whatever. But that's that's the same. But thing. listen, uh, everything that that's why I preface it in the beginning. Everything that I say is more of my personal dumb brain just being like, "Wow, that's fucking dumb. Why are you doing that? I know there's a meaning behind it." Uh, I just, why did there need to be two hours of, you know, this movie of love? And I get it, <laughs> because they had to show what he was forsaken by. Uh, I mean, to be fair, the other plots of, of this same story we've seen, there was no motivation behind it at all, seemingly. Yeah. True. Just, question, why did he, he just... go to London? Why did he go to Carfax Abbey? Why is he doing all this in this specific location? They made up a reason. He's looking for prey, I guess, in the other yeah. versions. But in this, it's like he's clearly motivated. I mean, he was buying land there anyway, though. So it's yeah. and trust me, I love serial killers. By the way, <laughs> as far as this story, not the, as the people, uh, but like some of my best friends are serial killers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jeffrey Dahmer. He brings me to a great restaurants. It's great. Um, but like, it feels like they're making dracula human in this i think yeah they are trying to make him somewhat they're simple. giving him a character and yeah. motivation and development and yeah and but like do, but do you see my point like it, like if they were like oh jeffrey dahmer was like a person but he was eating brains while he was doing it like no that's not a better comparison would be like okay Remember you don't, when, you don't sympathize with a serial killer, but you sympathize whether you mean to or not with Dracula when his wife is tricked into killing herself. Okay. Yeah. Also, empathize, empathize are two different things. That's true, too. And yes. I'll point to the Joker movie from 2019 when people were bitching like, this enables incels, this guy's a psychopath, how could you ever empathize with this character? And I said... I mean, if you're any kind of human being of any kind of decent measure, you can empathize with any kind of character or any kind of story. 
Yeah, yeah you have to have that part of your brain that knows what good and bad is, but if you, you can still. Yeah. If you can't do that, you're a fake human, not a hot take, just a fucking real take. Yeah, poser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, I, I love Gary Oldman. Um, there's two things I want to bring up. One is hair, his booby hair. Uh, That's incredible. It's only the beginning of the movie. It goes away. Okay, and when he's like <laughs> in that love story with Mina, the first thing that comes to my brain, the first thing that comes to my brain... Sweet ass sunglasses. Yeah, just like our friend Lovelace from fucking Wild Wild West. <laughs> 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 I, I do that came after, didn't I, it? I know, but it I was way after. It did. I, Actually, Lovelace ripped him off. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not comparing. Like, oh, they stole from fucking Wild Wild West. I'm just saying, my dumb brain never seen fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula, and I'm like, oh, look, it's Lovelace. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised you didn't think I mean, Johnny Less. Depp after 2009 because he looks like fucking Johnny Depp. Like just in real life, he does. Yeah. Like when he's walking around London, yeah, yeah. I mean, he does. Uh, yeah. Also, since you already brought it up, can we talk about it? I got said it in chat. But how how the fuck does Gary Oldman look like he's fifty in this movie, even at his youngest? But as a man now in his sixties, he still looks like he's fifty. I told you it, this is a story. I mean, it was a hit, and he did. He must really be a Dracula. He's a he's real Dracula. He's he's a real Dracula. Mm-hmm. It's like that, uh, what's that movie where Nosferatu was real, it was a vampire? Andy, you know, what, what's that movie called? You always tell me to watch it, and I still Shadow of the Vampire? Yeah, that. It's yeah. like that. I mean, he's looked, Gary Oldman's looked, uh, he played fucking uh, Winston Churchill like two years ago. He looks yeah. all shit in that. I mean, come on. He, he's just a great actor. He's just, I mean, they put shit on him probably, I guess. But he's I mean, just he, a great actor. I mean, to be fair, he's 400 old, years old in this movie, and he's 34 in real life. Yeah. But he, but he just by default looks fifty, even at his youngest. It's just I, I don't get in this like, movie. <laughs> like I mean, I don't know. Uh, the, the bloody drink just kept him, kept him He's going. All over the place. Think about him and fucking Fifth Element, or him and uh. And true Ooh, romance, yeah. Like, just, yeah. he's all over the place. He's he's fantastic. He can he can play almost any character. What about? I don't mean it as a bad thing. It's a compliment too, because like yeah. I mean, for him to look as good as he does now is, is great. It's just, it just blows my mind. I'm like, that's the same guy, just like serious black, but he's biting people. What the fuck's he doing? What about okay. the what about the big blockbuster hit of Lust in Space with Gary Oldman? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that movie in 2000? Everybody's got some turds. Nobody's yeah. Been. <laughs> yeah, you, you tell me an actor that didn't film a shit sandwich, and I'll tell you a liar. But uh, there's, vi- I just want to say visually, this movie's like a fucking treat, and it's great because it's just, it's all just practical effects and like old techniques and stuff. And God damn it, it looks so fucking good. I love the transitions. Yes. I love all the weird transitions. Oh. There's like an eyeball, and then you see like a train. And then you see, like, all these fade-ins and stuff. It's That's just, what turns a lot of people off of this movie. And they front-load this movie with a lot of that kooky shit. It's like, that it. train is, like, obviously a model. And there's, like, the, the his eyes are in the sky while Harker's reading his letter. That part's all excellent. And, and uh, if anything, I was upset because the whole first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie has a lot of that stuff. Like, stuff overlays. And I love the d- the dissolves where someone's face becomes someone else's face in the next mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so great. Coppola does that kind of stuff excellently. But the movie needed more of it. 
I really wish because they front loaded it with the weird stuff, and they it gets in your head, and it gets you in the right mindset to watch the rest of the movie. He does a really good job of setting the tone and like making you feel weird. Oh, nothing's as it seems. But I want more of it. I want so much more of it. The whole yeah, movie. They kind of take their foot off the gas about halfway through with that stuff. Basically, mm-hmm. when he gets to London, just shortly after they stop doing it, and that's actually one of my favorite transitions they do is anytime they reference like an older book. They did a couple times where they do the transitions of old text that's supposed to represent Dracula whenever uh, Anthony Hopkins is like looking through things. I think there's like two specific transitions where they show like an older picture or image and then that immediately transitions into the next scene where uh, Dracula's there. Like I think he's at the prince, Vlad, and he's like sitting there. I, the one specifically is when he's sitting at the table after that they show the picture. I, I, get, I agree with you. I mean, there's the the, the set pieces there are awesome. The transitions were great, but this the the mood for this movie and some of the graphics and stuff, uh, visual effects they use, I think are divisive for people. Like objectively, I think that's a fine thing to say because there are a lot of people that don't like the film because of it, and that because it turns someone off, then they yeah. are kind of lost on the story because there's like I don't really care because I don't want to watch it. Um, so that's that's oh, just is what it is. Like that's just. It's not someone's flavor or whatever. It's People fun. have a hard time looking in between the lines sometimes. Like, who's this Wolfman? Why is there a Wolfman now? There's no more Wolfman anymore? Who was the Wolfman? Like, the movie, it's, like, abstract in a way that you kind of got to keep up a little bit to realize what's going on sometimes. Hey, like, it, it's not perfect. I, it's, yeah. it's like all those other Dracula movies where you have to pay attention or you, you get lost. Well, this this one actually is, I would say, of the four movies that you've watched, you have to be aware, or really just, if you've outright read Bram Stoker's Dracula, this will benefit, th- this movie is benefited the most by that. If yeah, you have no, not I, read that book, then this will be a lot harder to follow because there's a lot of subtleties. Furthermore, I think due to when this movie came out, you know, like a century after Dracula movies started getting made, well, not quite a century, 90 years, but I think it takes some liberties with, okay, look, you get you get it like about the dracula thing like it, it there's there's a few things that it, it just infers mm-hmm. oh, just wow. because it's, it's been, such it's a part of culture now like everyone just kind of knows stuff about about dracula's by the well, dracula all vamp- like, yeah just think about all the other vampire films that we're not even touching on that have come out in that time by the way um yeah. since you brought up Br- uh bram stoker's uh book uh, right now, people, if you're listening on Amazon, Dracula Unbridged and fully uh, illustrated, seven dollars and sixty cents. Go get it. Illustrated, interesting. Yeah, illustrated. That's uh... and then you have you have another one, Dracula, Bram, uh, Bram Stoker, and you have eleven dollars and fifty nine cents for hardcover. I might get that one just to read it. I'd be interested to see if you read that if you think differently about this movie. Yeah, me too. Because if it really does matter a lot, and the other thing too, again, this uh, I take is the it's not just the book, but the playwright, which is a little different too, is it touches more on that dynamic of okay, Dracula is not simply just this monster, even though he's perceived by that way by a large cast of the characters. The one character that doesn't think that is Mina, and rather than it being a thing where she's being hypnotized to believe that, versus if she truly comes to that that conclusion herself is that the thing is up in the air. And that's the whole thing that the audience was to hinge on. Whereas in this film, they go ahead and take more Liberty to show that she really did go ahead and like, she went that route. Um, but again, they gave you all this other backstory that they create to make that make sense. Just ordered it by the way. 
Nice. Yeah. So. Still watch Dragon Ball, but yeah. <laughs> and i i want to and i want to i want to bring up what andy was uh bringing up before about the transition stuff i i I don't have any beef with that it's just that it's not my cup of tea and and chaz like you said reading the book might change my mind um i just by the way was lucy getting banged by the wolf guy yeah okay okay And is Lucy a slut because she has like three lovers that she wants and she can't choose, and that's why? I mean, she just has three suitors. I mean, she's a little she's slutty, awesome. I guess. She's this kind of implied, you know. Yeah, so she's having she's having dreams of getting banged in like the nineteenth century, and she's she's got red hair. It's just, yeah, she, obviously, she, she, all, she, all redheads are sluts. I don't know if you knew true, that. Yeah. Fucked her up. Yeah. You know. Just genetics. <laughs> uh, I yeah. thought I thought it was hilarious that like uh uh Keanu uh Harker. Was like <laughs> getting fucking drained of blood by all uh, Dracula's fucking brides with you know tits all over to Keanu's face, and he's like he, he's having a hard he's having like the terrible time, but like at the same time I'm like well you got tits in your face, I mean you're losing a little blood right, <laughs> have some fun. Yeah, they're just kind of draining him to keep him weak. One of them was conjoined, and I totally forgot about that. It's fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they show it in that book. They you see it very briefly in that uh, that Arabian Nights book. They show like yeah. the conjoined, and then they like it's like a sex position and stuff. But yeah, it's like super like a subtle thing they show there, and then you see the vampire. And you're like, ooh, that's it's fucking weird. I love all the shit when he's in the castle. I love all it. it it's like a total mood when he's there. There's all the creepy sounds and shit, and you know he gives a speech when he's eating dinner. He's like talking about it till his blood flows in his veins. And he freaks out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, All the stuff where it's like the shadows are moving and you hear weird sounds. It's like his shadow's in this direction. How great is it The Dracula's shadow is like its own character? It's so mm-hmm. cool. And that's how like doors open and shut. They show you that like on their mm-hmm. own, standing away from it. shows his shadow's the one that does it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so cool. Uh, sorry to be off topic a little bit because I bought the Dracula book. Frankenstein is $10.69 hardcover. So go get that too. It's almost horror a month. Uh, but back to Dracula. Free horror month in a, in a week or so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, Anthony Hopkins in this movie, like every time he was on screen, I was happy. Um, Great. It, <laughs> His first of Van Helsing doesn't give a fuck about anybody's sensibilities on anything. I love how he's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm some- hungry. Okay, we have to. It's like your your woman's gonna become a bitch of the of the devil. Take <laughs> <laughs> well, no, sure me to dinner. Yeah, he at that point he just all drunk on the power of it's Dracula. This is awesome. Uh, I yeah. really love the line that he gives whenever they ask about how how she died, and he's like, "Well, we stabbed her in the heart, we cut off her head, and we burned her, and then she found peace." Doctor Van Helsing, what's wrong with you? <laughs> And the kids are in the background laughing about it. You hear them just casually talking about beheading a woman that became a vampire. Yeah, it's uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> now, he, he, I have a feeling, yeah, Dracula's true weakness was autism. And this man was full of it, but he was successful. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you develop autism. You don't want to look in mirrors. You don't want to, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're picky eaters. They don't eat garlic. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, so, Dracula was the first autist. That's horrible. I feel bad now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I apologize for everything. Uh, I, I got to ask this, too. Um, 
in this movie, and I know I'm like, because I'm a degenerate, and I'm like, Tubbs, why are you like saying this? And you're like talking about all the so much boobies and moaning. But like every time Mina or like Lucy like was under a spell and like kissing these men, like the men just took it. And listen, I understand if there's a beautiful woman and she's kissing you, like go for it. But at the it's, same, yeah, it's like the 1890s. Everyone is sexually repressed, super yeah. repressed, world yeah. over. Yeah, I kind of took that as they again. They they kind of give off that Dracula is the strongest of all the vampires in this case, but all of them have some type of power, and they all have this this like ability to manipulate. It's like it when Harker finds still... the finds the bed, and all the the concubines just like take him, and he's just like, yeah, I'm. I'm he lays back and just takes it. Yeah, I remember he like he hasn't met anybody. He he just lays down. He like look at the dirty floor he's just walking. He's like, oh, I'm walking. He's like, shit, let me get AIDS. Yeah. Fucking dirty syringes and shit in here. I mean, again, that's a hundred years later, but I <laughs> get it. Like they they have this ability to just like overwhelm someone's psyche, so someone just does whatever they ask, and that's the same thing. And then they break away from it. It's kind of like what happens with um Anthony Hopkins when he at Van Helsing when he. Uh, finally succumbs and kisses uh, Mina, Mina yeah. but then he breaks from that and realizes immediately. He's like, no! And he makes like the circle of fire because he realizes they're being manipulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I like he calls them all whores. I forgot like the exact word. He's like, horse! And he like puts the torch in front of them. <laughs> whores of the devil or something. Whores of the devil. That's, yeah. that's what he says. He goes, whores of the devil. Concubines of Satan. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> they're all like the just out of sh- just, at, just out of the fire going, <laughs> Yeah,怪兽。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。Sexy。
Yeah, there's there's definitely another reference uh, to the 30, uh, 30s Dracula film, too. I don't remember. There, there's another line that he uses that's, like, I'm pretty sure verbatim from that. It's really good. I don't remember what it is now. Um, damn, this movie's so good. Dubs, I, I'm not, like, it's okay that you don't like it because, again, we, we could all have our, our own takes on it. And some things can still hit. I mean, I had the same thing oh. with some of the other films we've watched. But, man, this movie's so good. Oh, What's some uh, stuff you don't like, though? Well, what? It's not. It can't be perfect. About this film? Yes. Oh, so I mean, the obvious we already touched on. Keanu Reeves' the acting is not great in this. It's, it's kind of a weak point. Whenever writer um, kind of sucks. Again, I I do. Yeah, whenever writer just. I always feel like whenever writer always just like drags a movie down just a little. She's like kind I watched of... something. I don't think there's ever been a perfect film that she's been in. Her acting always seems sleepy to me. Even she's in Stranger sleepy. Things, she's sleepy. She's a sleepy girl. She's yeah. sleepy. She's a sleepy lady. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, she took she took her medicine too early. She, she's on. She's um, on the bean. She, I I do oh, think no, she needs a bean. I do <laughs> think parts of this movie are kind of boring. Like I did get really sleepy for a while. Mm-hmm. It, it slows down at a few parts. Luckily, they stay away from what I hated about the other ones, where it's a bunch of people sitting around a room talking too much. Mm-hmm. Like there's not there's not really too much of that. And yeah, usually, the if they're staying around talking, something important's happening. They're moving around, or they're walking somewhere, or someone's getting a Winchester rifle out, or something. Like something's going on yeah. where I can well, be like, yeah, all right, all right, How did he do that anyway? How did he teleport? Yeah, um, fucking dra- drag magic. The Van, but Van Helsing's not a Dracula. He's just oh, a- oh yeah, because he's just, he's just showing them like, oh, there's weird stuff. Maybe he knows some magic. Who knows? Oh. Through his voice, he tricked them. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but, I thought there was like it was like a projection thing. He was trying to give them the idea that there are other ways to tr- like do things and trick people, and then and again, it's like simple mind tricks that that make people think, "Oh, this is some mysticism," but not really. Just you're being duped. Yeah, I'm also bothered by the scene uh, where they drink absinthe. Yeah, absinthe, that, that's a myth. That's a myth. Absinthe doesn't really like fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. I always, I always thought absinthe like because there was like a myth like. It's like a hallucinant. Um, you know, it has wormwood in it. Oh, you'll see stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. Back then, people believed that, though. Yeah, it, no, people did believe yeah. it. It just doesn't. You know. It's that's of course, part. Dracula's aren't real either. So fuck it. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, they, they drink it right though. They do the sugar cube thing and they like yeah, drip it on mm-hmm. top. That's really cool. Yeah, Chaz, like you, you know, uh, talking about my uh, opinion about Bram Stoker. I, listen, I'm already conceding <laughs> uh, oh no it's yeah. okay i i was showing you too that it, it's like oh no well, let's just put your head on a spike i like i was actually trying to say like i it's totally understandable like one of the things i would concede with this film too is that this film has a very specific like flavor to it it's like if it if it vibes with you it you really like the movie if it doesn't then you're probably really turned off by it yeah, no, like, I don't know many people that watch this and say, oh, this movie's all right. Like, it's either you really like it or you really don't like it. That's mm. the perfect way to put it. This movie has a flavor because it would be like, mm-hmm. oh, like a really strong, like quadruple cinnamon. Like, that's, it's like a really powerful, distinct taste or something. I will oh, yeah. s- No, it doesn't hold back. I will say this, and this is kind of going to preface of what I, I'm going to double down on. Um, if I had to choose between Horror of Dracula versus Bram Stoker's Dracula, I am 100% always choosing Horror of Dracula. Um, but that, that's yeah. a totally different kind of movie. Yeah. And yeah. I, with, I, I don't know how to like 
because I feel like the 90s was all about like sex and drugs and rock and roll. So like it, 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 yeah, it, go back. <laughs> so I, I guess it fits that theme in the 90s because, like, you had your tits, and then I guess you had your abstinence, which is kind of like your drugs. And I guess rock and roll is what you saw in the beginning of the fucking movie. Uh, Metal. Yeah. So, well, I, I, so with that, though, I, again, this is, this is the pretentious take, but the, the idea of there being all the alcohol, there being all the sex, those are things that are there, but they are all superficial. It, it, those are literally the, like those illusions that are there to, to make it seem like, oh, there's all this like power and all this great, like there are all these positives of being a vampire. But even in the end, he realized that he could have had uh, Mina and he could have had, and he eventually like she, he settled into the fact that he wanted her like because she wanted to be there. But he even thought about how he didn't want to eternally damn her. Mm-hmm. the type of life he has even though there's all this power so logically if you sit back and think about it if you have the ability to do all these things live forever not worry about the, the downsides of certain things you have all this power all these things that you can do then why wouldn't you want it and that's the point it's because there that constant thirst and hunger that you feel empty inside yeah it's a bigger thing and it's it's kind of feeds back to the same thing is it there's that um that mirror to the same thing that people will use other ways to cope with life, but in actuality, they're not going to make you whole. Yeah. And, uh, and I res- like, there's things I respect. Like, obviously they still stick to somewhat of the lore with, uh, you know, the crazy Reinhardt and then Harker. Um, every time I see Reinhardt in this movie, I get like shades of, uh, um, 12 monkeys. Are you meaning Renfield? Renfield, I'm sorry. Okay, I was like, yeah, when you kept saying Reinhardt, I was like, uh, Overwatch? <laughs> no, Reinhardt, actually, Reinhardt is a hockey player, too. Uh, for yeah, my, uh, my wife's like made in like her family, a grand grandmother, great grandmother, they're all from Germany, they're Reinhardt's. So, yeah, yeah so I mean, at first heard it, it's like, ah, okay, but I always now think of, uh, of Overwatch. Yeah, like, why not? But Renfield, every time I see his scenes, I always think of 12 Monkeys, by the way. Like every time when they go to the futuristic world and stuff, and everybody's weird, like the close up, like rack zoom, and like, oh, I'm going all crazy and stuff. I think of 12 monkeys. So, like, I, I respected that because that was like the thing in the 90s where all the grainy uh, shots and like all the craziness of all the futuristic dystopian societies, in a way, it has that, that, that film grain. Uh, but like I obviously the transitions that you guys were talking about, I digged it. Um, but at the same time, everything bogged down with the Mina and Dracula story. And I'm hoping when I read the book, I go, oh, there's so much context of what I just saw in this movie that I might respect it a little bit more. Um, but I don't know. It's just it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me at all. Um, but you know, I, I do give it credit where credit is due. Anthony Hopkins, fucking amazing. I, <laughs> I, I love it in the movie. I, I want to throw in, I got to sprinkle some doc talk in before we get to ranking these bad boys. Uh, so when we're like, seeing those scenes where they are in like the, the psych ward asylum and you see the people that are l- lumbering around that work for the doc that are wearing those cages on their heads. Mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to get that confused and think they're patients. They're not. Those are actually people who work there. That's staff. So that's actually a real thing that that's based on. That they still do that. Times. 
<laughs> yes, I wish. That'd be great. It's like, yeah. Yeah, fucking Gerald over there in the corner over there mopping the floor with his fucking cage on. He can't get his eye- AirPods back in his ears. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they used to wear different things to keep people from choking them. It's kind of how, like, it's actually a thing in a lot of psych wards. Like, they, they give you a heads up uh, when you're going through training. You are not to wear anything that's very tight forming around your neck. Ties are usually um, not allowed. You're not allowed to wear anything that would allow someone to immediately try to choke you, basically. And uh, that's that's where that a lot of that comes from. Because people, when they're actually having mental breakdowns, when they're crazy, yeah, they will attack you. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they can't help it. They're, they're sick. They don't realize it. But, yeah, they, people will straight try to kill you. Um, so those, those cages were, I guess, again, to show, like, People couldn't grab them around the neck. But if you don't know that and you see it, you're like, why the fuck are they wearing cages? That's weird. Um, I tell you what, that that uh that scene in itself, for others, that it has some strong like Dark Souls vibes, Demon Souls type of things. There's like actually I very you'd specific... say Bloodborne. Bloodborne, yeah, Bloodborne's a good one. But there's actually the original Demon Souls, there's an entire world where you're basically in a prison and it has a lot of those same things, and there's there are even enemies that are wearing they're like scholars, but they're wearing those types of things on their head. Uh, but it just has very strong vibes of that. It's just kind of neat. Um, and I think a lot of the games have that type of aesthetic. But yeah, Bloodborne's probably the better aesthetic to compare that to. I love the diet talk with the bugs and stuff with Renfield. And the, and the doctor, you're like, you're fucking crazy. But I love these fucking spiders and these mosquitoes. They're great protein. Uh, which, by the way, everybody should know that bugs are protein, so... They're, they're eatable. In, in some countries, that's on the streets. You get a bag of fucking bugs and you eat them. So. Yeah, like grasshoppers are a great source of protein. Same thing with ants. Cover in chocolate, eat them. Oh, full disclosure, every time my friends in high school used to bring like the chocolate-covered gra- grasshoppers, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. So I was, I was with that doctor uh, talking to Renfield, like, you're fucking lunatic. But that's just me. Uh... All right, no more no more bug talk. I want you guys to indulge me something. I figured something out this month while we watched all four of these movies. I figured out what they're all missing. And I think a great filmmaker can take this is free advice because I know that all the greats listen to our podcast. I know Christopher Nolan, David Lynch. I know they're all listening to the show. So listen up, guys. I have something for you. Someone needs to make two Dracula movies, and one of them needs to follow Jonathan into Transylvania and he does all the stuff and he meets Dracula and he's creepy and his house is weird and there's there's a woman or women there and they're creepy and weird too and needs to follow him all the way through all of his stuff and he escapes and a bunch of crazy stuff happens and Dracula's gone and he escapes and he gets back to London and then that's your credits right there that's the first movie is him getting back to London and then you do a second movie that starts right when Dracula gets to London and it goes up through, and then at the halfway point, Jonathan turns back up, back up, and then the second half of that movie is kind of like finishing the first movie, and it goes all the way to the credits. Because it's always splitting, it's like, it goes back to what Jonathan's doing, and it just, it messes up the pacing of pretty much all four of these movies, I think. At least a little bit. I think if you made two movies, obviously the budget would be ridiculous. Like, this would be really difficult to do, no one's ever going to do it. But I think if you made two Dracula movies, and you and you made them like that... I think it would fix everything. I think it would be fantastic. What are... So what you're wanting is you want Tarantino to make the film, and he actually shows Dracula die right at the beginning, and then we no, get no, no, snippets no. that no, gradually no. go back and forth. 
I want Robert Rodriguez to make the first one, and I want Tarantino <laughs> to make the second one. That's what I want. <laughs> it's called drag fiction. But what if we only had Kill one? Drag. What if we only had one movie deal, right? Uh, to do this, uh, instead of just having Harker go to Count Dracula, what if Count Dracula comes to London and like talks to Harker, be like, "I need a fucking home," <laughs> and like does that? Yeah, but then you miss out on like spooky transylvania stuff true uh, true like, that's like such a big big part of it and then uh all the good ones like the, the finale like goes back there they go back to drax castle and yeah yeah, yeah. Jazz going on there yeah i dig that i would have what what was the is bram stoker's dracula the last dracula movie no 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 no, close. no, no, no. there have been so many now as far as they good I, I don't I don't know Dracula if there's a movie. Yeah, is there a film that directly tries to cover the the story of Bram Stoker's Dracula again, like like just like that? If there is, I feel like it's been buried by time. I feel like this is the way to go, and I understand like normally it's like oh they should just follow the books, blah blah blah. No, I kind of like this better. I like I like a little interpretation better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I think if you're asking strictly from that, Mark, I don't think I can recall. I mean, I could just be not remembering it, but I don't recall there being another um, film directly based on this. Are there other movies about Dracula and all these other things that are out there? Yeah, there are oh, plenty, yeah. plenty of other films that and like the follow-up in a more modern time. Um, there's that historical fiction type of film that came out, um, Dracula Untold, mm. uh, which that has like a... Oh, I remember his name. He's he's a uh, he's Diet Orlando Bloom. Um, <laughs> fuck, whatever his name is, but uh, he uh, actually that film's actually to me. Uh, some people don't like it, but unpopular opinion. But I, I think it's actually not bad. It's it's pretty neat. Um, there are definitely some things they take liberties on that are just super weird. But if you don't like, t- if you think it's a standalone thing, they they go heavy into the historical fiction of covering by Vlad the Impaler. And then how he gets his power, but they they go a little way off the mark with it, so it's not even like remotely relatable to true Dracula lore story. But um, yeah, I can't think of any. I can't think of any other ones though. Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) (laughs) That's based on Brad Joker, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, blah blah blah. Uh, If you know, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Any. Anything else before we go into final thoughts and recommendation? The soundtrack is awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the music is really good. Yeah. It was on. It got released on vinyl recently. As I thought about buying it, it was like, God damn, this would make some good Halloween drink <coughs> music. Right. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I I'll give this because it probably doesn't get enough of a shout. The mu- the music that plays in the credits, super weird. <laughs> Right, like it fits the aesthetic super well. I don't know if you guys just let it play. I, I didn't. I just like was working on something as it was finishing up, and rather than stopping it, and I was like, "Man, this music is creepy as shit." Yeah. In a I always let way. the credits play, and I walk around the house, and yeah, this one was was a good one. Yeah, probably doesn't get the respect it deserves. Put some respect on whatever the name of that song is. Respect, and he spelled it R R E S P E C K. Respect. Um. Sorry, I'm a little fucking tipsy at this point. I just had three cups of uh, Jameson. Uh, but anyway, 
uh, I'm going to give my recommendation my final thoughts. I already gave, like, all my thoughts in the beginning. I give it a medium rare. Medium rare recommendation. Because I don't like... I mean, I, I, I won't like say... Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people, judging by looking at the Google Doc, and everybody be like, fuck you, dubs. Uh, especially Chaz is this, is it? And not even close. <laughs> so, like... I, <laughs> that was just for you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people probably have the same idea. Like, this is the best Dracula. But I'm going to go... I'm going to be that fucking guy yelling at the clouds and be like, I like the old stuff better than the 1992. Uh, I'll... I'll follow up next after you. I mean, obviously, I recommend it. This is my favorite Dracula film mm. uh, as far as the actual story. However, I mean, two points. It, it This is a divisive movie. Jubs, you you were not as far off as you think. This is one of those things I think now has more of a cult following from how the film's interpreted and stuff. Like, a lot of people love it, but there are a lot of people that do not like this movie at all. So, like, you, this is definitely, it. this is way different than if you just said you didn't like one of the other films, honestly. Yeah. I, I really think, like, this one's more divisive. And I, I want to make it clear, because I know, I don't want to be, like, jumbled into all the people, like, oh, dude, it's so stupid, like, uh, I didn't like it, it was so boring for two hours. Like, there was stuff that I liked about it, but the, the, the love story, I just didn't care for it, because, like, I guess I was conditioned for all the other movies that we watch every other week. And I'm like, well, we didn't get this deep of a fucking love story, so why am I seeing it in this one? And again, you, you brought up the idea about the book and then, you know, what was said in this movie. So I totally understand, and, and I'm sure I'll give it another try on Halloween, because October's coming up, and I might watch this movie again just to give my second opinion. So there you go. Yeah, it'll be good to, to see if it changes it. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that being said, the other point I wanted to make about this, I, I think... Uh, this movie is probably, I think actually, and you said this already, that this is the movie that stays truest to the books, but also the liberties it does take. It, I mean, it adds a lot of extra lore that's just created. Yeah, for the liberties it takes aren't like, eh, I guess we'll do this. They're all like outrageous. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they take some big pivots, but it's also to add to the story that's already there. Like they don't change any, I don't think they make any big foundational changes to the overall core of the, the, the story. But they all the background stuff they add in to weave the tale together, big turns and changes there. So it, that's actually the coolest thing. I always love when someone can take the foundation of something and just add things that are way different to it, but don't actually take and rip apart from the core of the story. In this case, I, I kind of like that in that regard. Um, so a friend of ours had said that this is. Uh, this is not the most accurate take of all Dracula films. That the the one that is most accurate, and he'll die on that, that hill, was the uh, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It mm-hmm. film. Which I was going to say, there's a Dracula movie that came out after this. Yeah, but uh, so I, someone had said that, and I was like, oh, that okay, maybe that's that's fair. Um, personally, I I I don't know if I would say so, but. Who cares? Who cares how accurate it is? Like, it's not honoring a historical figure. How entertaining is it? Very. Exactly. That, that's what matters. You like it? Great. Were yeah. mm-hmm. you entertained? If you weren't, then, then whatever. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Go fuck, fuck yourself. I guess. I guess you just go watch something else, assholes. Now, mm. I, that's all I got. All right, Andy. What about you? Final thoughts and recommendation. 
I highly recommend this movie because, and normally if I highly recommend something, oh, this movie's a fucking masterpiece. It's a classic. It's a touchstone of the modern filmmaking generation. It's not really any of those things. Uh, this movie is outrageously unique. It, there's not really a whole lot of other things like it. And you'll see Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker Dracula. You'll be like, oh, he made The Godfather. I'm going to go watch a movie. Get that the fuck out of your head. Do not think about Godfather. Do not think about Apocalypse Now. Do not think about any of that shit. I don't, it doesn't matter who directed this movie. This movie is its own thing. And that's why it's a must watch. You cannot get exper- this experience anywhere else. It's so, like, in a way, the sum being made up of all the parts like Keanu's bad acting and the, and the amazing transitions and the atmosphere and the mood and the liberties taken of the original story. It just makes up such a unique and interesting thing. It just, just begs to be watched. And if you watch it and hate it, then all the better. I still consider your life enriched. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Count, count Zorku. What about you? Well, yeah, I I mean, I picked this, so of course I, I recommend it. Um, I just it's funny because like when I first watched it I was like yeah I like this movie it's cool and then uh, I saw the uh, Red Letter Media review and that kind of turned me on to some more things where I didn't know but my brain did I guess kind of stuff uh, and like the more that I've watched it the more I, I've liked it uh, so yeah it, to me it's like Probably the the Dracula film, uh, ha- horror horror Dracula's another one too. You should check out. <laughs> but uh, I love how bombastic and unique it is, and everything. It's just it's, I I like I like showmanship a lot. Mm-hmm. The movie has that in spades. It definitely does. Yeah, and I, I referenced this uh, in in our chat, but when I was when I was a kid. I had to write a paper or essay. I read Halloween on my favorite scary movie, which is a weird thing to ask like a nine and 10 year old kids to write a story on anyway, I think, because like at that point you're kind of assuming they've watched like movies. They're probably too young to watch, but whatever. That was, that was what we were asked to do. And I wrote about this, this movie and wrote about how, like I actually got in trouble because I put, uh, I can't remember if I wrote titties or boobies. I think I wrote boobies, but yeah. Uh, but I got in trouble for writing the word boobies, and then I got in trouble because I basically said if people didn't like this movie, it's because they're smooth brains, or, you know, the equivalent of that when I was, you know, yeah. in, in the nineties when I was like nine. But it's like if people didn't get it, it's because they're too focused on the superficial stuff. They're stupid. This is actually a love, a tragic love story, and all these different things, and it's you know, it's it's more reminiscent of of Romeo and Juliet than it is of. Friday the 13th and if you don't get that you're an idiot and I, and I got a lot of trouble for that because we had to go up and talk about it so I called everyone in the class stupid basically you were uh, right so I, I was it was like why are you booing me I'm right it was like a first, my first experience of that as a kid uh, so that was a real fun thing that, that I had to deal with and I got my mom had to come to the school and I got my ass beat it was whatever so I love this movie uh, I got a personal story too I didn't really elaborate on it in the chat but I said like this is I was always fascinated by this movie uh, at a young age. Uh, it was probably one of my earliest quasi kind of film viewing experiences with a lot of my family. Weirdly enough, it wasn't like I was there watching it with them. I was there while they were watching a movie. It was more what it was. I was playing. 
I was, you know, I was just playing in the living room. Like my, my aunt was there, my mom's sister. That she was, that everybody was a lot younger back then. Everybody was still in their twenties or early thirties. <clears throat> and uh, like, I don't know. I was playing with my stuff, and I would occasionally look up and see scenes in this movie and be like, "What is going on? What is this Dracula?" I was like six, and uh, I think my dad rented me. Bram Stoker's Dracula for Sega Genesis shortly after this. <laughs> and I kind of got to absorb some of that through the game too. And I'm like, so it was like, that's probably my first taste of like a Castlevania ish kind of experience before I ever even t- played it or touched it or knew what it was. Uh, Cause uh, bloodlines didn't come out yet and I still didn't know Castlevania existed. So yeah, that's a fun thing. I have never played Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's on my list. I'm well aware of it because of, uh, of what it is, but I've never played it. I, I I need to get it. It's not bad, actually. It's it's super easy, at least the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo ones is, but don't play the NES one because it ear rapes you and it's awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Good, good it's got some of the most terrible sound design I've ever heard in a video game. It's it's God damn it. I'll just, I'll, I'll send you a link later. You well, it's, it's, it's <laughs> back then, in the, like, if anybody that is, like, born in the 2000s, in the 90s, there was literally, like, every fucking movie game that came out was on the Sega yeah. Genesis or Super Nintendo. It's uh, always a, a movie tie-in video game. Yeah. And most of the time, they weren't good. Most of them weren't good, but I was that person to be like, oh my god, fucking Terminator. Terminator versus Robocop, fuck! <laughs> of course, that's like some of the worst ones, too. Yes. And it, Sometimes you got stick to those games. I remember when I was a kid, for instance, I loved the movie Batman Forever because oh my I was god. a child. Yeah, and I'll, I'll still die on that hill. That movie that movie is the, it's the pug of film like cinema. That movie is so bad, it's great, and that is what it is. But the video game that was on the Genesis... That game's a sleeper because they had like the weird, like kind of like live action mocap type of stuff, like the uh, Mortal Kombat did, but it was still a side scroller brawler. Oh yeah, that game is yeah, that's that game's pretty good. I, I thought it was at least at the time. I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the shit out of that as a kid. Yeah, but uh, I think it's time to get some ranking uh, for the evolution of Dracula. Like I said, I'm I'm willing to concede, so I'm guessing all of you are going to put Bram Stoker, Dracula, at number one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's argue the rest of them. Okay. Uh, all of you chose Dracula 1931. I'm willing to concede that as well. Uh, I chose Horror Dracula. Oh, wait, he means for last place. Oh, last, last bad. Yeah. Yeah, all of us put it at last. It's It's a good movie and everything. It's just... Of these four, it's the one I see myself going back to the latest. Yeah. And there's a lot of other universal horror movies that are just better than that. Frankenstein, Mummy, The Invisible Man. You know, yeah. don't don't let that get lost in the cracks. It definitely is a classic movie. But yeah, mm. yeah all, all of these are. I actually think Nosferatu and Dracula, for me, like if it would have been a Martin argument, I would have been fine conceding if Nosferatu was four over this. Because I still think Dracula, like it, it's so iconic, especially for the character it created. But uh, yeah. I I I am not conceding horror of Dracula at number two though. Mm-mm. I I think that needs to be number two, um, because if you guys like Bram Stoker's Dracula, I think horror of Dracula. If people don't want to see uh, a, a fucking full love story and and boobs and and blood and all that stuff, 
and they want it to be a little bit more PG, I guess, uh, Horror of Dracula might be the way to go. Um, sure, boobs and some blood. Yeah. Still, still, still have that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so we can create a little bit of debate because I feel like we've already kind of locked these into place. And I guess for people that aren't following it, we're, we're kind of going in the order of Dracula – from 1931 as as number four, number three being Nosferatu, number two being uh, Horror of Dracula, and then number one being Bram Stoker's Dracula. It sounds like we kind of set those there. However, I think I would make the argument that if we are ranking these purely on the subjective take of what's the better movie, what do we like more, then the list that I have is as is what I would put. However, if we were strictly making a ranking based on what is the better just Dracula film, just strictly for like just Dracula as the, the creature or the iconic character that it's been, I I think I you could make the argument that horror of Dracula is the better film there. Bram Stoker's Dracula is awesome. It's definitely my favorite among the, the two. But I think the take can be different enough that that could be off-putting. Um, and, and maybe that's a loose argument. I again, I, it'd be hard. For, probably uh, there's probably a lot of holes in that that argument for me. But at least when I think of Dracula, even though I like Bram Stoker's Dracula more, the thing that I think of is from what I remember seeing as a kid. Is I think of horror of Dracula. I think of that some of those iconic pictures of him like standing at the top of the stairs and like looming over. But that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, to me, that's that is. That's that is like the the best like titular Dracula film. Yeah. Uh, uh, just real real quick, we forgot uh, for the listeners. People can't see. Uh, Dubs's ranking is 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 crazy, but he's got Bram Stoker's Dracula four, Nosferatu three, nineteen thirty one Dracula at number two. Interesting and Horror of Dracula at number one. I have thirty one Dracula at number four. Then Horror of Dracula. I'm weird on that one because I put Nosferatu at number two over it. I'm the only one to do that. Then Bram Stoker's Dracula at number one, and then Zach and Chaz match the final ranking, which is Dracula Universal at number four, Nosferatu at three, Horror of Dracula at two, Bram Stoker's at one. Yeah, thank thank you, Andy, because I I totally forgot that we do our personal uh, first before the final ranking. Yeah, I didn't want people to get confused about yeah. like what are they talking about? But yeah, your your ranking is like all over the place and mine differs only in that I like Nosferatu a little better than Horror of Dracula. But other yeah. than that, I, I matched the two of them. Yeah, like I said, my mine is gonna be totally biased because I just don't give a shit about vampires. Uh but like But you do give a shit about film. Yes. Bitch. But yeah. en- but entertainment wise and also yeah. The way I, I like Dracula 1931 over Nosferatu is because I I think Dracula I love the shots of his like eyes and shit. Uh, I thought there was some goofy stuff that was in there. Uh, Nosferatu I do like that he's like all creepy and shit. And that's another thing I wanted to bring up about Bram Stoker's Dracula is that they didn't stick to the formula of what horror of Dracula and 1931 Dracula was. Uh, they did a certain part where he's like he's a full-on fucking vampire person uh, at the end uh, where he's all like creepy looking kind of what Nosferatu was in in the first uh, movie that we watch so I, I dig that but like mine was based off of you know what caught my attention more and what caught my attention more was Christopher Lee as Dracula 
then Dracula 1931, then Nosferatu, and then Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's uh, part of what makes it so hard is every single one of these Draculas is very iconic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. they all stick out in a different way. Definitely of their own time. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a big thing. So that's a, it does make it difficult. Um, but all four are good watches. I mean, we recommend all four. It's not like the third one's bad. Nosferatu over Horror Dracula. Huh? You didn't elaborate on that. I I didn't know if I if it mattered. I mean, you guys all put it. I just I'm just that kind of weirdo. I like German expressionist bullshit. I like uh, <laughs> I like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I like M. I like... I, I just... I don't know. I Like I was saying when we watched it, I liked the shittier version. The one with all the grain and like the resolution wasn't fixed and it just looks like shit. I just... It's, it's a mood, man. It's just like... It is. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it's hard It's hard to put into words, but it's like kind of like kind of like today's movie you either like it or you don't and if you don't i don't i can't really defend it it's just i like nosferatu a lot i'm gonna continue watching nosferatu periodically for the rest of my life it's just so short and it's just it puts you in that mindset so neatly i want to unsettling in some ways and that's what makes it so good as a horror film i want to say this by the way and andy you're gonna appreciate this by the way uh so my grandma watches the, the podcast on YouTube. Hi, grandma. Um, Thanks, grandma. Uh, oh, God. I didn't know your grandmother watches. I'm so sorry for everything I've ever said. No, no. She's, she's I don't fucking, apologize for anything. She's hilarious. But every time Andy speaks, by the way, she's like, oh, he's a film buff, right? He knows everything about films. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's like he has a mustache, and he kind of sounds like an asshole when he talks. So he must know a lot about films. <laughs> he, he looks down on other film viewers. He obviously knows a lot. <laughs> no, she respects your your movie talk, and she uh, she likes you more than me on the podcast. So well, I've got a fan. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. So um, because she always like, oh, Dubs, why you gotta be so negative all the time? Well, she says my name. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's how I am. That's my personality. Uh, but Andy, you are up in the next rotation of themes. So what is the theme and what is the first movie that we're watching? I guess we're going to get warmed up for Halloween, I guess. We're going to watch, uh, I guess they're all psychological thrillers. They're all like, uh, what's going on? I'm so confused. What the fuck kind of movies? Um, I don't know which one we're going to watch first. Uh, I'm trying to think which one's the oldest. I think it's Memento. I think we're going to watch Memento first. Ooh, that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like Memento is great. And I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just it, it it would be amazing if you don't know the twist, like the storytelling twist, not the not the twist at the end, but how the movie is set up. But yeah, go watch Memento. Uh, you're going to have a great time. I'm going to go as far as uh, I know listeners and viewers and stuff, that's a different thing, but just show of hands for us. Who has not watched Memento? Have we all watched it? Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it. I'm a okay, no- cool. My favorite director is Nolan. Yeah, I mean... Well, I know you and I talked about this, because yeah. Memento is probably in my top three Nolan films. Um, so I'm ex- really excited to talk about this. We're gonna yeah. get really I, I, fi- I figured we'd all seen it. I just like this movie so much. I own it. I just, I just need an excuse to watch it. And we need to have a discussion about it too, as well, because the way Nolan shoots that movie, and it, there's a, one of his first movie was it called it Follows or It Follows or something like that. It following, yeah. I think. yeah, that's one movie I didn't 
see of Nolan that I need to see. Um, so I might watch that and then also watch Memento. Uh, but uh, yeah, watch Memento and then come back here and we will talk about it. Uh, but before we get into podcast, we usually talk about news that matter to us. Zach, I think you had some news that you want to bring up. We kind of like teased it in the beginning uh, with the kidnapping of Miz. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a match going on, and, and then like the, 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 this background storyline of, of Dexter Lewis, the guy who got released a couple months ago, uh, invading the crowd, being like a, a guy who's like trying to jump the barricade, and he gets caught by the security all the time, and they they sell it like who like they don't say his name, they don't talk anything about it, like it's really something that that they shouldn't acknowledge on TV. <clears throat> Uh, I think last week they even cut to black one time, like when he when he actually jumped the barricade and he got caught. Mm-hmm. Like it's like abruptly the commercial break wasn't just like, all right, we'll be back. It was just black commercial, and <laughs> that like that never happens. Um, this time though, he managed to get what he wanted, and that's that was something I was wondering too. I'm like, what's he fucking trying to do? Because at first I thought he was trying to get AJ Styles. I don't know why that's just this because it seemed like that seemed to be the common thread. It was anytime AJ Styles was out doing something, that's when he was trying to jump the barricade. But I wasn't thinking fully. Uh, I, I was th- I was thinking uh, in two D when I should have been thinking thinking in four D. Four D chess. Thinking fourth dimensionally. Yeah, uh, the Miz also happened to be there or be involved in some way every time, and I just wasn't thinking about that because the Miz is an asshole. <laughs> so, so like why would anybody attack him like that from the crowd or it was like no of course because he is an asshole so yeah it's okay it's justified dexter lewis did a a, a faint he had a plant out there to make everybody think it was him and he got caught and he was dressed up as like a swat security guy or some shit just grabbed him when he was like near the barricade this is like oh shit I'm resting. I'm doing the heel shit where I'm resting outside. Fuck off. Leave me. Then he just put him in a sleeper hold and dragged him through the crowd and disappeared with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his, and him out of his match. And Dexter and Loomis was on the bean because the whole time his eyes were like this while he was dragging. <laughs> that was my favorite part. It was like the entire time yeah. he had the psycho look on his face and he never broke direct eye contact with the camera, which I'm sure caused Mr. Man to shit himself wherever he's at. He's <laughs> directly at the camera he hates that he says it's fake it makes it look fake that's why everybody always looks away from the camera like this like (laughs) or like that's that's why um it's the same reason why he does the weird tv shit where he would have people like look at the monitors he wants to be able to see your face while you're watching tv to see your reactions but he doesn't want anything to suggest that you know a camera is watching you watch television it's weird the most weird backwards ass logic it's like he's treating it like it's a nature documentary or something (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand his job is only to observe and report i guess it's that's where his mind's at but but whatever like it was cool that they're they built this story up for like a month and there was like a weird you had to pay attention you couldn't be smooth brain there's yeah. a thing i was so used to shit not happening in the background that i was missing it yeah so, you guys are you guys are making me want to watch this and i saw a reddit post about this about someone complaining about raw it's like why is raw good now i don't have three hours of my life every week to give to watch this show you don't have to watch why it did all? you do this to me so i i feel like i'm in the same boat i don't want to watch raw because it's so damn long but 
it seems like it's good now and I kind of want to try it. So I don't know, maybe after uh, October, I'll, I'll give it a chance. I got too many, too many other irons in the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Chaz, I, I would give it until October because I think that's when you'll fully see what triple H is actually doing with the Federation um, to be like, Oh, it's actually changed. It's not the Vince McMahon era. Like, we're getting sprinkles of it right now. We're like, oh shit, Gargano's back. Uh, fucking Miz got kidnapped. There's actually, what's great about what Triple H does is at the end of each hour, he makes you want to watch the next hour. Because you'll be like, oh, shit's about to go down. And then when it hits the second hour, it does like a pay-per-view type of promo where it's like building up to the main event. And it's like, oh shit, I want to see what that's all about. And like when yep. when you get to the third hour, obviously you're just like, oh man, I just wasted three hours just to get to this moment. But you're then you're just like, wow, that's a good fucking match. And then you're satisfied with watching it. That's about, okay. How many other times you watch it and you were like, oh god, did I shit myself? What did I just watch? It was diarrhea on film mm. or television. Yeah. How about this food for thought? They built up a match between Edge and Damian Priest on Raw yeah. for like three weeks. When's the last time they ever did that? Built up a TV match, like, ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think we, it'd be great to keep talking about this, but since I, I think we are planning on recording um, and talking some more wrestling later this week, and we should save more of this discussion for getting some color Thursday. What do you guys think? No. I try <laughs> no. to get as much out of the way as fast as I can before that, or otherwise we get bogged down like fucking crazy. Well, I'll tell you what, we we are uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about because we're going to be discussing SummerSlam. Oh, man. SummerSlam 93. Whoa. I got some, I got some opinions about that. Yeah. Wow. But other than that, Zach, any other news? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I guess PlayStation's remaking uh, Gothic, and people are excited about that. I never played that game, so yeah. I don't know. I've never played it, and then there's a lot of people like, is this a remake or a remastered? I'm like, I don't know. I never played it's this game. It's a fucking remake. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do want to bring this up. Gamescom happened today. Um, Dead Island 2 looks better. Remember that movie? Remember that game that was supposed to come out in, like, 2014? <laughs> yeah, you said that, and I was like, is that still a fucking thing? Like, yeah, I don't I remember. Like, Did it five years ago? <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought it came out. I guess I hallucinated that because I just didn't give a fuck about Dead Island. So. Yeah, yeah. The the people that did Dying Light games were supposed to do Dead Island too, and they they were just like, "Fuck you, I'm doing De- Dying Light," and then they like never released Dying, uh, Dead Island too. And some other uh, developer came in and said, "We'll fucking do it." Uh, and the way it was explained <laughs> is like a a mixture of like. Dying Light with like uh Saints Row, like before Saints, like not the new one that came out. Not the ju- oh, sorry, let me, let me adjust my facial expression. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where like you could it, it's weird to say it looks interesting because you like have a samurai sword and how you use it looks a little weird, but it looks fun. Uh, oh, and Kojima, by the way, had an announcement at Gamescom where he's going to do a podcast, uh, if anybody's wondering what he's doing. He did preface it in the video that he's working on games, plural, with an S, 
what, what that means, nobody knows. But I have to say, Kojima is the biggest shit poster out there. Um, I, I, I truly think he probably hangs around on 4chan and just goes, man, how can I fuck with these people that are still waiting for Silent Hill and another Metal Gear game? And they're just like, oh, I have an announcement. I'm going to do a fucking podcast. Those people fuck with themselves. Have you ever been on Never Be Game Over, the subreddit? Yeah. It's just a bunch of crazy people just like mm-hmm. just, <laughs> just jerking off all day. It's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's most of Reddit anyway, just circle jerking about your favorite subjects. Yeah, but I mean, these guys are like fucking playing their own shit crazy. Like, they are crazy people. <laughs> and it's yeah. very entertaining. <laughs> I, I posted in the Facebook chat for our listeners to know context. Uh, I, I, I put a tweet of Kojima taking a picture of his Adobe Premiere and saying, I'm working on a trailer, and I'm like, I wonder what game this is about. And in the back of my mind, I didn't say this in the chat, I'm probably like, this is just another Death Stranding fucking trailer. And lo and behold, before Gamescom, there was a Death Stranding trailer coming to to Game Pass for Xbox. (laughs) And that's the trailer that he was working on. I'm like, this guy fucks with people. Uh, And you know what? He's having fun doing it, and it's working, so... I mean, at least he's trolling people in the way of, like, I'm giving you the misdirection. He's not, like, Peter Mullen, you, where he's like, I promise this does this, and then it doesn't. And you're like, this game, money back. This game that is ever released, it will give you a blowjob. It will fulfill all your needs and desires. It will change the way that you think about life itself. And then it's just, like, fucking mediocre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, uh... I mean, I've played I've played other games that are older than this that look better. And- it got so bad that the people that fucking worked underneath him were like, "God, stop, stop talking about our game." Yeah, yeah it's like this game cures cancer. Oh, you talking about and the same? This pe- game is cooking. You seen? <laughs> you talking about this Peter Molyneux where he was like, "You ever wanted to be a a pedophile and like hang around with a kid? Go play with Milo on your connect." Oh, Connect shit. That's yeah. fucking strange too. Now, anytime I think about Peter Mialino, I think of that episode of SpongeBob whenever they they learn how to lie to sell chocolate. So they start talking to people, and uh, Patrick starts telling people, "You'll live forever." <laughs> He's like telling people they'll be immortal. <laughs> and he's like, I chocolate. First invented chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and then you play Fable, and you're like. Well, Fable was pretty good, but god damn it. I wish I didn't know anything about what he said about it. Yeah. Oh, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is getting a game, and it's from the creators of Friday the 13th. So, it's so there's probably going to be a bunch of lawsuits, is what you're saying. Maybe. <laughs> um, as far as uh, as far as far other things in games, there is this other game that's, that's out. I think it's Roller Drome. Have you guys heard anything about this game yet? Yeah, it's like roller derby with like a, I guess shooting capabilities. It's like, yeah, it's it's supposed to be like this, like high velocity, third person action shooter. But you're on like yeah, it's got this like weird post apocalyptic like, roller derby type of thing to it too. It's a, at least from what initially has come out, this is like one of these like sleeper games that's like getting really good reviews. I have yet to actually sit down and personally watch any gameplay or, or uh, play it yet. Um, but it, a lot of people are recommending it, so that might be something to pick up. Um, in the meantime, the new Saints Row, people are, are disappointed in it because it's made all these big changes, but we won't get into that. I don't want uh, 
I don't want Dubs' mustache to fall off if he gets all woke. So no, I want to say something about that. They released another goddamn unfinished game on the the fucking unsuspecting public again. Yeah, and... yeah. I mean, that's just shock Pikachu face. That's just gaming now. Yeah, but... I mean, is the public that unsuspecting? And if it is, then whose fault is it at this point? Like, you know what I'm saying? though. Yeah. it's bullshit. Same shit we always say. But like, no, we 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 beat it. We beat a dead horse with this, by the way, because every time, like, someone complains about, like, uh, like, all of us here haven't bought Saints Row yet. Uh, I will put preface yet. Uh, but, like, all the other people that are complaining about fucking not a done game are buying this fucking game. And every time you buy a fucking game, it's always gonna be, uh, not... Uh, it's always going to be buggy and not finish, and then they, you they should... got to be part of the conversation. Oh my gosh, all oh, FOMO. Oh, I got to play it. Hey, yeah, and then, um... you know what? I'd be a hypocrite if I say I'm not part of that because there are certain things I will buy if I if I think it's good. But I have learned my lesson of trying not to impulse buy on certain things and make that mistake to wait yeah. and just see how the game turns out and then go from there. Uh, that being said, I just don't give a shit about the Saint Ro- Saints Row series. Yeah, I never did. I never. I was like, uh, this is the equivalent of. Oh, I want Grand Theft Auto, and Mom's like, "No, you have Grand Theft Auto at home." Mm-hmm. I just have never cared about the Saints Four games. But, yeah, uh, that's the wrong take about those games, but that's another discussion. I, I, I get it. I've heard a lot of good things about some of the later ones because they get outlandish, but I've just never, never played them. And I, it is what it is. I gotta preface it every time when I think of Grand Theft Auto and fucking Saints Row, I always compare them to the uh, the soda drinks. Grand Theft Auto is Dr Pepper. And fucking Saints Row is Dr. Thunder. Just... <laughs> okay. still, that's still not even right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm we'll... not even a huge fan of those games. All right, RC Cola. No, <laughs> that's, that's not even... Hey, RC Cola is a hit. Don't even, don't even sleep. That's a fucking banger drink. It's it's better than Pepsi and Coke combined with actual cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a last little bit of news I want to throw in because we're already there. Uh, Frieza is black and he's stronger than everyone. Um, so you're welcome. If you don't know, then you need to Google that shit. Uh, I saw uh, so many memes, so many memes on Twitter about, oh, Frieza's black, he has an N word pass now. And then they all capitalized on it. And I was like, I get this out of my history. <laughs> I'm the most powerful creature in the universe now. I can say the N word. That was like the, the thing I saw. Was because the context is actually funny because he literally is the strongest creature in the universe and he uses like this funny shenanigans. But what's not being talked about is how, in uh, spoilers for the, the manga, for, for the people that that overlap like for the one person that happens to listen to this and maybe read that uh they uh they pull a big twist on who actually finishes the story arc and and, and saves everyone um and surprise it's frieza frieza's the savior even though he's not a good guy uh but i said spoilers and i, I like oh, yeah, gave yeah. embellishment I, I i gave a full 15 seconds with the spoilers and turn away and all the bullshit yeah, but uh, Frieza is uh, crazy strong now. He's stronger than, he is the strongest being in the universe, um, aside from uh, maybe Beerus and, and uh, Whis. However, I guess there's, it's debatable, too. He might actually be stronger than Beerus now. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he just dismantles the main villains in the arc that they're on that were, at the time, promptly destroying Vegeta and Goku at the same time. So, uh very interested to see how that goes. Poor Vegeta. Vegeta will never get that break to 
to be able to rise to the occasion. But well, yeah. clarify something for me. So the the manga is now ahead of the anime because for a oh, while way, yeah. Super was the product, and like some other jerks were making the manga, and it wasn't Toriyama. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's his name now? Kataro. Yeah. Yeah. He he is the one that's that's producing uh, the the manga, and um, Toriyama is still like a consultant. Like he's giving feedback so they can kind of tie, and they're trying to make sure that they can link some things together. So that there are references to Broly and stuff in between. But yeah. The manga went in a way different direction after Tournament of Power, mm. and uh, there's been this huge uh, this huge arc that lasted probably as long as the uh, Goku Black arc. That was revolving around a being named Moro, which is a really cool arc. Like the actual information from that that uh, that arc about how it's this powerful sorcerer that's like tied to some of the sorcerers from like the original original Dragon Ball and even uh, Dragon Ball Z with like Majin Buu and Bibbidi and Bobbidi. But this this person is supposed to be so strong that uh, that they uh, actually. It's not that they just have power, but they can drain the power of others. So you can't actually ascend and go Super Saiyan. You have to win on raw strength, your raw abilities, because he takes away your ability to use key energy. Um, so that becomes this big thing. They fight through, and you learn more about the angels. Um, and then the next arc is about Granola, and it's a revenge arc about how... Granola? Like the bar? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they name... Names they name are weird in Dragon Ball. For instance, uh, the gods that are there, they're all like, they're not all named after alcohols. It, it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, the Saiyans are all vegetables. Yeah, they're all named after the, food. There's the yeah. Briefs family, and they're all named after fucking pants. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, the uh, it's a revenge arc about basically child watches entire planet be destroyed by savage beasts. Um, but he survives. He now has the ability to try to get revenge. Turns out that one of the people he the people he needs to get revenge on are heroes because they're the last survivors of their race. And there's a bunch of misconstrued stuff. And Frieza is this big bad like motherfucker Nazi asshole that made everything happen. Um, and you think he's gonna be the bad guy, but then there's a swerve on these other guys that are causing some some nonsense. But then yeah, just fast forward to everything else. Frieza does some uh, some uh, time manipulation shenanigans, trains for a long time. So what you're telling me is Frieza's Tyrone now. Oh, I Frieza is Tyrone. Tyrone and Shaggy had a baby. Like it wasn't me. No, no, no. Shaggy is in like Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Like the this meme. is only 1% of my power meme. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then that baby went to hell and trained the scorpion for ten thousand years. But uh, no, it's like Frieza's <laughs> fucking badass now. The whole thing with Frieza, which you'll you'll get to watch this and everything, but uh, I don't want to spoil too much for you. But I'm watching Dragon Ball this weekend. Too fucking late. Yeah, Frieza. The the funny thing about the creators, they Toriyama based Frieza around the worst absolute people he thought existed on the planet which are the people that like run real estates and like real estate moguls because he feels like they're the like they are the people especially like in Japan how they would like try to intentionally just you know evict people from their homes and rip people off and sell them things 
So he felt the mentality of those people were the absolute like worst, like evil scum on earth. So he based his villain around that. And that, that makes Frieza's entire personality. And it's fucking great. But the best part of Frieza is, despite all of that, and him being this asshole that you want to see him punch, he has never had to train a day in his life. And you've spent all this time, especially if you watch the original Dragon Ball, watching all these struggles about having to watch your, your uh, heroes learn how to fight and conquer through battle and all this intensity. And this guy has never trained a day in his life, and he is stronger than everyone at base. So then, the fast forward to all the stuff that's happened now over the last 30, 40 years, Frieza went off into some little fuckery and t- went into like a place where basically one day is a year in real time, mm-hmm. and he trained for 10 years, constantly. So he just passed everybody. He is now easily the strongest person in the universe. Like, he's stronger than God. Oh, shit. It's kind of fucking funny. Uh, and in order to do that, his form, because they have, you'll, you'll learn about final forms and all that nonsense. Can Vince McMahon beat him? No, Vince, not, not even with the women. Like, he can't, he can't even, he can't (laughs) even, like, give him playthings to win him over. Can't give him to sign an NDA, nothing. Can't do it. (laughs) No chance in hell. All right, you kind of sold me a little bit about Dragon Ball, so I will give you, I... (laughs) sells you great because there's way more it's better but we yeah won't go there. i i will i will give it the good old try this weekend and i will report back on tuesday uh when i talk about what what the hell we've been watching playing or doing uh but other than that anybody else have any other news that you want to bring up before we sign off nothing all right this has been my dragon ball ted talk thank you for letting me ramble about dragon ball i'm drunk oh i'm i'm fucking wasted i think um <laughs> the bean uh, has kicked in. Uh, it getting some color this Thursday. Uh, we will be talking about SummerSlam 1993. I know Chaz has already watched it, and he kind of gave us a little spoiler, like "Oh boy." Um, I guess we'll talk about that on Thursday. Uh, I've been saying "Oh boy" the entire time we've been talking about 1993. Yes, so SummerSlam. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all I, first. all I remember, I mean, one, we t- talk about Lex and the Lex Express and what it becomes, and then we have the giant Gonzalez and Undertaker. But I digress. If you want to hear about that and also our August award show, because that's what we're doing, is SummerSlam and the award show, so keep in mind for that. Uh, watch that, and then follow us on all Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, of getting some color and also big trouble podcast. We're going to be talking about memento next week. Uh, so make sure you follow that. And then soon I will be starting resident evil seven. So that me and Zach can talk about, um, fucking, uh, the nemesis project. So we could get that and a podcast to surpass metal gear. Um, we'll be talking about metal Gear. Uh, to Solid Snake when we all finish playing that as well. But until next time, everybody, we will say see you Tuesday. Peace. Thanks for listening. Blah, blah, blah. I'll cross oceans of time to talk to you all again.